0: Hi guys, Mazen here and welcome to this week's edition of ReaderPad. So this week we got uh, quite a few special guests here joining us all the way from the Maldives here. So guys, why don't you introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, hi, I'm Haris, I'm from uh, Sparkhub, uh, Yamin, I'm uh, from Sparkhub as well.
0: Hi, I'm Inad from PAYA. So king things up guys, I just want to know now, I've heard a lot about Sparkhub, I see a lot about it on Facebook, can you tell me what exactly Sparkhub does?
1: we can start with the story of how we formed SparkUp right after the first time weekend I think
2: Yamin can elaborate on that yeah so uh, the start of SparkUp is pretty funny uh, because basically uh, it was me and Jinan we went to uh, there was a summit called Youth Collapse Summit in Bangkok so we were there just, uh, just attending a summit and then we saw this uh, program called Textile Star Startup Weekend uh, Matthew was actually there he was uh, Uh, doing a small presentation and they did the uh, half-back exercise. As soon as the half-back exercise was done, we were like, we should bring this to Maldives. So we went back to Maldives. We started uh, seeing, to look at how uh, Startup Weekend could actually be organized in Maldives. And then through Startup Weekend, we met Anurag. And uh, one of the recommendations by Anurag was that we needed to build community leaders before we do Startup Weekend. So we did uh, a Community Leaders Academy for the Maldives. And then through that, we met uh, people who were inspiring leaders inside the community, who, who wanted to build a startup ecosystem like us. And so through that, we met our uh, Haris, uh, we also met Inat, we met all of these uh, amazing people back at uh, our home country. And then we all, all decided to start uh, building the startup ecosystem. Um, how SparkUp started was after the first startup weekend. The organizers decided that we needed to do more than just uh, one or two startup weekends. We need to work together as a company to actually uh, build it up. So, me, Haris, Jinan, and uh, Riazi, who's actually working in MindWealthy, um, we decided that we need to stick together, make a company, start working on the small steps, and then uh, build up the com- uh, community through as a company. So, that's how uh, SparkUp started.
0: Okay, so like, can you guys tell me what SparkUp has been doing? Like, this part—it's about a year old, yeah.
1: Uh, technically, no. I think we registered on February this year. Okay. And uh, this year we have uh, we have organized around two events. Yeah. Uh, in May, we did uh, actually UNDP did the Startup Week and Women's Edition, and some of our members were there as well in the organizing team. So we did the Women's Edition, and most recently uh, we just did the Angel Head for the first time Modis as well, which was really good. And then we also have planned for one more event this year, right? Yeah, either be a Lean Startup Machine or could be a Tech talk, Tech Talk or something. We haven't decided yet.
2: Um, basically, as individuals, we have been working for the past two years, to, like, doing different events. Um, we also did a sort of a small uh, hackathon mm-hmm. for a company to actually figure out how they can actually do more, f- um, how they can actually work to, uh, from the grassroots level, uh, employees can actually figure out how they can actually contribute to the bigger company's values. So, that is one of things we really did as individuals. Uh, we also did um, a talk. So it's called Spark Chat. So yeah. we have people from who flew into Maldives and they did a, a two hour talk yeah. regarding the startup ecosystem like blueprints. Yeah. So if, um, we're still starting off, but it's actually good to be recognized because, uh, as the leading startup ecosystem in Maldives. So we hope that we can actually
1: do more in the future. Nice,
0: nice. So basically if I'm right, you guys are just focusing on building the startup ecosystem in Maldives, am I right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, can you tell me a bit what the startup ecosystem is like in Maldives? Like, what's the state of it right now?
1: It's as an ecosystem. I don't think there is an ecosystem there to Even call an ecosystem. There's nothing there. Okay. There's very you know few startups, one or two actually working startups. There are people who are working on ideas, right? But you can't call anybody working on ideas staff, right? You have yeah. To go, you have to like be you, something to yeah. To you have become. to have a business, right? So in terms of staff, ecosystem there's nothing there, which is one of the reasons why we together wanted to build the startup ecosystem and then we realize you know to create the startup ecosystem first we need to develop the mindset of the people right we have to be prepared we have to be ready to build a startup because building the startup is not no, something easy right yeah so you have to develop your mindset you have to know what's happening in the rest of the world what's happening elsewhere so that's why we are hosting we are organizing these events right so because uh, we believe through collaboration and through networking by meeting different people you'll actually develop yourselves to do this and at the same time inspire people people to do more right so uh that is the concept of the startup because at the same time we are working with you know our policy makers government institutions where we could you know uh, actually help startups or people to start startups in terms of you know how they could get financing how they could get mentoring in fact you know in this events we organize rather than a cash prize but we are uh, offering them is something like mentoring which is more valuable than a cash prize yeah, yeah.
0: It, it helps them actually build their businesses, uh, especially uh, in the early stage you guys are uh, in yeah
1: yes and you know by having a, having an organization like spark up the advantage is we could partner with a lot of you know companies like for example lawyers for financial advisors accountants and as a pool of mentors we could give, offer them to startups right so they, they, I think that where sparkup is helping a lot in uh, you know and, and at the same time right we are here for dystropati right payers joining and then we have two more startups joining districtpe so a total of three startups is coming to from formodis and uh, even sort of we have some sort of partnership with districtstropati as well so oh, wow. yeah so every year maybe we could invite a couple of Startups from Maldives to disrupt Asia. So I think by having Spark Up, we are actually helping the startup ecosystem work. So I think it will take a couple of years to actually build a good startup ecosystem, but we are in the very early stage yet. Right, okay.
2: Uh, just to add, um, right now, I mean, if you take a look at Maldives, uh, most of, some of the things that we also recognize is that there's a lot of services available. But people don't know also how to access those services as well. Um, we did, a sh- uh, as part of UNDP, they did a study back in uh, 2017. So uh, there was this meeting, we were also uh, able to be a part of it. I was actually leading it from UNDP. One of the things we realized when we brought in governments, uh, the education side, students and all of these people was that um, there were like a lot of services. Services are like on step five. Okay. But people were like at step one. So oh. How do you actually build the gap to actually bring both of them together? And um, of the other things that we realized when we were doing uh, startup ecosystem building is that people think finance is the key to any startup, but as we all know, execution is the key. Right. So it also depends a lot of like you said on the mindset building. So um, yeah. So it's gonna it take a couple of years, but. If you build an appetite in you know, we hope that people understand exactly where to be in terms of the governments, in terms of the policies, in terms of education and all of so, you know, now
1: together.
0: Of course, could you just tell me a bit about your startup here, now you've been the silent giant here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
3: keeping them Alright, so here what we are doing is we are providing uh, payment solutions for almost everything from utility based to mobile top-ups, even, uh, even transport tickets, entertainment tickets and everything. So, we are payment solutions provider and SparkUp gave us opportunity to participate in this exhibit our startup in in Astroplasia, that's why we are actually grateful for the spark guys. Nice!
0: So, like, could you tell me, like, in terms of pay, or, like, what challenges have you had? Like, could you tell me a bit about, you know, how electronic payments are in Maldives? Like, what's it like over there?
3: Okay, it's very new, actually. There are no legal frameworks yeah, so are, like, very okay. new there, and there's only mobile payments. There's only one framework, it's actually for mobile payment, which is, like, tied to telecoms and bank accounts. So, okay. A small company like us, we do not really have any framework for this, but we are tackling that.
0: Right, so it's like you guys also have specific policy problems over there in Malay. Yes, and it's very really new. Okay.
3: Like,
0: could you tell me like what other challenges you've had? Like, I mean, regarding space, of course, Haris mentioned, of course, like you guys have space issues over there in Malay, yeah?
3: Yeah, we do. We actually share an office with our the company, the development company Codefly. Okay. So that's kind of sorted out, but as a start of the challenge, a lot of faces like difficulties like uh, for example making deals with other merchants. Okay. especially with the bigger utility companies. As so being a new company we have like difficulties getting the agreements.
0: Like as in they don't take you seriously because yes, they're a startup?
3: Perhaps, yeah maybe they are waiting for us to grow and maybe within a few years we may be able to get them but for now they're just waiting.
0: Okay, so like what are the challenges you see like you know in growing besides legal the legal framework of course do you see any other challenges over there?
3: Apart from that, I say maybe the financing issues. Okay. Yeah, we so have to inject our own right. money and there's no. Uh, yeah, no, the we, really, we also that actually. That I don't think we are. What I'm trying to say is actually. Uh, they are not willing to give to Yeah, they are not right? really willing to give any startup loans.
1: It's funny because there are so many, so many loans, products, M aim, at startups. But when you go to a, when you go to get a loan, the guy in the bank or the financial institution says you have to inject some amount of money, or you have to do this and this and this and this to get this loan. But by definition, startup is a new company who's taking risks. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure most of these people don't even know how to differentiate between a small business and a startup, right? Startups are more into risky businesses, they're taking risks, they have no money, they're they, they are trying to do something risky, right? so by definition banks and institutions give loans to people who are secure, right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. that is like, the I- that Yeah, is the irony <laughs> is that they're asking you to prove you don't need a loan <laughs> yeah, to get the loan. To
1: get the loan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the irony. So, it's, it's just crazy. So, and it's then, a-
2: Funny expected. And the then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then nah,
1: you know, in the last Angel Hack what I realized was a lot of the ideas which came from Angel Hack was into e commerce, right? A lot of there was a lot of ideas about building e commerce systems there. But we don't even have any regulation on digital payments or e commerce because If you're an e commerce company, how are you going to hold the merchant's money, right? Right. So, the minute you want to hold anybody's money based on the regulations we have right now, you have to be a bank.
0: Okay. You have to be a bank. Yeah, so it's similar to us. I mean, like, for us any SME or startup that wants to do, you know, electronic payments has to be partnered with the bank or otherwise they just can't operate. Yeah,
1: partnered with the bank, right? In this case, in Majesty you have to be a bank. Like you have to be them. an actual <laughs> bank. Actual, yeah, yeah, so
0: multi
2: dollars.
1: To open the <laughs> bank, you need know, the shit in the central bank, right? So yeah. so that is one reason why I think Mojists haven't been haven't been able to, you know, pick on this e-commerce trend, right? I mean it's been seven years since the e-commerce boom came in South Asia. Right. But Mauritians haven't been able to pick up is because of the regulation, right? Because I'll tell you this: because Maldivians are very high in consumption, right? Okay. They buy things from Amazon, they buy things from eBay a lot. When you go to oh, the okay. Mauritius post office, you see a queue every day. They are really? until the night around eight pm because eight pm. Yes, yes, from morning to eight pm. Sometimes it, it takes you know two three hours for you to get in the queue to get your parcel. Oh, so wow, that what what does that tell you, right? That tells you these people are consuming a lot, right? These people like buying things online right yeah So the question is why aren't there any big e-commerce seller in the country right i would say it's because of the regulation i mean not i am not entirely putting that on regulation but regulation like is it's best, one of the biggest barriers you one, guys exactly have. it's one of the biggest barriers because i mean when you're running a company a startup you have to consider a lot of things right I and mean, especially if you're if you're dealing with people's money right yeah, yeah. so regulation is one of the biggest challenges in here so, oh okay
0: now actually regarding what you guys just said about you know finding finances and about <coughs> the loans from the banks, the sheer irony there, I want to ask now, are there any heavy investors or like groups of investors that invest in startups back in the Maldives?
1: Um, not really, not as of yeah. now um, yeah, but there are a few individuals who individuals, are, like angel uh, investors, investors but, Couple things. I mean, a lot of the things that I
2: because uh, I was when I was working with UNDP, uh, we had this program where we're talking to different investors to actually bring in money from UNDP, but it's a different case, but still, uh, when we talk to them, one of the things they always tell us is that when people, a lot of people come up with proposals, they go to these investors, and they come with the ideas, not the whole product, oh, okay. they come with the idea, they go to the investors, and the investors like the idea. And then they would actually finance a few of these ideas. Okay. And then what happens is that after they finance it, these guys won't actually execute it. Right. And then it becomes a failure. So investors also find it hard to trust
0: these uh, people who come with ideas. Oh, So it's so like it's they invest in an idea that might not be properly validated, is it? Yeah. And, yeah. Then and Then they lose the appetite to, to invest yeah, in yes, startups. Yes, yes.
1: yeah. And then I think even investors mindset needs to be a little bit, I'm not saying anything against investors, but I mean, we, since we are talking about tech here, tech okay. startups here, yeah. investors also need to know a little bit about tech startups, right? Right. because yeah. most of the tech startups 90% of the tech startup fails right yeah. so when you are investing in a tech startup you have to be open to the option that this might fail but if it does succeed yeah, you are making, making big money here right so usually the, the approach is this wouldn't work right I mean tech startups sounds crazy most of the time so it just sounds ridiculous but if it does work you make a lot of money so investors also need to be open to the uh, idea that this might fail that is also an option and at the same time like yamin said i mean even the people who are seeking for money Needs to go and actually ask for money. I mean, just because you talk about an idea doesn't mean anybody owes you any money, right? You have exactly. to prove yourself, you have to show them
0: something like you right? have to show that you know this can work exactly. Yes,
1: yes, people in the Silicon Valley or any other startup ecosystem they leave their job, they leave everything to go and you know pitch to an investor, right? They leave everything behind, exactly. right? They take high risk, but I think in more these people are not really willing to do it just yet. They may have their problems, but okay. I think even people who are seeking for investment. Needs to you know develop their skill set uh, in terms at,
2: of. At, at least develop an MVP. Yeah, at, at least,
1: least, develop, at least an develop an MVP
3: when
2: they're seeking for an industry. We, we go to a coffee, so the Maldives is a coffee culture place. So, yeah, so, like uh, us right now. Yeah, like <laughs> us right now, having coffee. <laughs> and uh, one of the things we realize is we, if we go to a coffee place in Maldives, so, there'll be lots of groups of people sitting together talking about these million other ideas, million other ideas, and then the moment they come out, they this you know, goes out. they never try to work on the idea. A few of them do, like when they work on the idea, you can actually see startups actually. Little startups working out, like Project Factory, which we can actually highlight. Payer is one of them. There's also Onboard MD who's also going to be uh, showcasing and distribution. So we have these little people who understand that execution is the most important thing. So that after they execute to a certain limit, they can actually go and seek for finance. Um, I think that's one thing I highlighted a like before, like people mostly go for the finance first. You need to execute, that's the yeah. thing, that's what we're trying to teach people as well. You need to execute, you need to grow your product and then you have to prove All people that you actually
1: can succeed in certain certain You democracy. actually see this about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, some yeah. bigger threat I see for Modif is because Maldives is a very small country, but a country very rich in talent, right, yeah. so Modif has mm-hmm. a lot of talents even in technology itself. But what I see, the pattern right now is a lot of people are moving out of modules, right? The talent fee fee has gone out of modules, a lot of people in... Like as in, where do they go? A lot of modules are right now working in Malaysia, some of the people are in UK, US, Mm. they're everywhere, right? Oh, okay.
2: Recently I found out one of them... Which it works in NASA as well.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the problem the threat from all this is I mean this is something the government should be concerned about. All the all the you know <laughs> challenge is going outward, right? Like so you guys
0: also have a very serious brain drain over there. Of course.
1: Yeah, of course. And there's the reason for that, right? Why why people are moving out? I mean there is something government government needs to figure out, right? Because government government is spending a shit lot of money for their education, their everything I mean more, in, more this, the education system is completely free. Like, and,
0: is it also free, like over here, up to university
1: level? Up to university level, it's free. Oh, and, wow. uh, and there's a lot of, you know, loans and educational loans for higher education as well. So, a lot of Mordevians are, you know, they study under government's money. So, it's a very, very bad bad thing that they are moving out right after the government has invested so much in that like why do you think
0: that happens like i mean why do you think they're leaving i think most
1: opportunities is lack of opportunities is one one of the things is that the
2: mindset is built in when you go off to school so we are taught from from a young age to actually once we get out from the schools is that to go to a white collar job sit down there and work and there's some of the things that we've also been trying to talk to people like. Right? You don't need to actually go to a white-collar job, sit down there, do something. Yes, a lot of opportunities there you can actually um, tap into. There, we see a lot of opportunities inside Maldives, like even say even e-commerce, uh, e-commerce platforms uh, even regarding tech, even non-tech stuff which actually can be done but the thing is that you are actually programmed in a way from school that you have to go to a white collar job sit down there play a tie, rock from nine to five, and then get out
0: and then go home and yeah. then repeat the entire cycle all over, all again. over
1: again yeah. And, and the people who are actually moving
0: out is a critical mass for
1: Maldives, yeah. because they are the people who are thinking differently right? Yeah. the reason why they are moving out is because they think differently I mean if you are in a tech job and if you're forced to wear a tie all day long, yeah. it's not gonna work out. Yeah, it doesn't right? work out in it's, these days. It's Exactly, it doesn't work out. And companies all over the world are changing based on the paradigm shift, right? Yeah. They're changing everything, the way they work, the hours they work, everything is changing. So, this or any other country for that matter needs to change needs to business to make the game has changed. Well, yeah, then it need, we need, we all need exactly. to adapt. Exactly. If they yeah. don't adapt, the critical mass they have will leave them, and that is what's happening <laughs> to Modi <Maldives laughs> right now. And we all,
2: I mean, we are all <laughs> agree that entrepreneurs is the future of the country. And these guys are actually going out
1: and they want to pick another country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. so I and, that, to yeah, and
1: then it. there are actually the people who are doing startups as well. As well. I mean, one yeah. of our good friend Danish is running yeah. a startup, council's advertising company. <laughs> In Malaysia, right oh. now. Like <laughs> they are doing quite well. Yeah. They are doing quite well, actually. They are doing quite well. Actually. But it's a lost opportunity for Maldives. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. <So. laughs> okay, but can you guys tell me like, are there like any notable Maldivian startups that you would recommend Like, who are actually working in the Maldives right now?
2: Uh, I guess one of the guys are here. (laughs) Here is one of the guys. Um, There was a video production company. Uh, I just actually helped set up Mothership. Uh, They're doing quite well. Uh, They've been there for the past, uh, I guess, five years now. Um, The startup is a small startup company doing uh, small videos. And now they're actually doing quite well as a company. So they have a bigger company said like Uridu who's their retainer as well. Um, Roti Artific- factory
1: Artific- Artific- Artific? is no longer there, right? Yeah, but so I think there. uh, there's uh, something I would like to note. note is uh, there's a startup called Maakumbi yeah. which does you know a food delivery like okay. food panda. Yeah, okay. They've been there for I think two to three years now. They are doing really. I mean, they're struggling as a startup, but they are doing. I mean, the 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 courage that they're still. You know, doing it's that, commendable. It's, 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 yeah, they have a lot of commitment, but as a startup, they are, you know, struggling a lot. I think mostly with stuff, but they are doing it, so that's also a very good startup right now. And onboard, yeah, onboard, which is who's gonna be uh, exhibiting in District Asia as well. Uh, they're also doing quite well, they don't have finances, they are doing that in their you know own time. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's co founded by a design studio called Yes Studio. Okay, so the, the, the staff they are working they are, you know, on their own time to build this car for onboard. So, basically, onboard is a very nice car for Maldives because you know how Maldives can get. Geographically divided, like yeah, it's it's so, a lot of islands. Yeah. So nearly thousand two hundred islands. Like, so logistics is one of the biggest problem we have in Maldives. okay So what they are doing is, you know, they are coming up with sort of like Uber for Uber for sea kind of thing, right? Oh, okay. yeah, where you could, you know, see what are the ferry routes, mm-hmm. what are the you know transfer options available, speed boats, ferries, and everything. Like right? it's mostly travel traveling yeah. around yeah. through boats, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then if you don't have a direct route, what are the alternative routes you could go? Into? So they have right now done all that. I think the next step for them would be. Actually book in, and then they are also having some challenges. I spoke to one of their co-founders. This is the one of the biggest challenges for them is, you know, these boat owners, ferry owners, they are very, you know, old people, right? Very conservative people, right? So bringing them on to a platform like this would be very difficult, right? I think even in Sri Lanka we had the same problem with pickney, right? Remember yeah. how you know pickney drivers used to call you every time you make a booking? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they still do. They still <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very annoying So, uh, so uh, kind of similar thing these guys do also face I mean and then you know that the mindset the attitude problems would also be there right I mean we are getting business right now through phone right why would we yeah. go go and use an app right Very so exactly. that kind of response would also be there <laughs> okay I think you an Islanders education? yeah right? yes yeah. That, so they yeah. started as a startup but now they're doing quite well no not Islanders actually no, Islanders no. is an educational service provider actually yeah. they have a company called uh, Hologo, right Hologo, now? Yeah. Hologo. What okay, Hologo yes. is doing is Hologo is a collaboration between Islanders Education and Pro Designers which is then again a design firm in Maldives. Right? So what they have done is they have created this augmented reality app where, you know, for education, right? So okay. you could go and see, you know, if you want to go and see the Great Wall of China, yeah. you could install this app and you could, you know, see it in augmented o- oh, augmented oh, okay. reality. Right? So they're doing really well. They're in uh, Middle East right now. Oh. So they have a lot like of... Like they've custom-
0: expanded beyond the Maldives. Is it?
1: They, they're actually not focus <laughs> in models at all because oh, because okay. because the market is very very low, right? Oh, okay. so they they are best in Maldives, but they are you know focusing on other markets. So right mm-hmm. now they are doing really well on uh, Middle East. I think they were they are for a couple of years as well. And so someone who uh, actually. Uh, Used to work at Apple has joined them as well, oh, wow. so it's very impressive they are doing. Yeah, really even good their work. app was featured in the Apple store recently. Yes, Apple store homepage. Oh wow! So the, uh, they were like one of the top trending yes. apps yes, around. Yes, yes, yeah. and 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 lucky, luckily, uh, it happened to be Moldova's Independence Day, right? July twenty-six, oh, and wow. then this guy had a Moldivan flag on their app, so. <laughs> luckily for Maldives on Maldives independence day on the front page of Apple App Store had a flag of Maldives wow I remember because yeah, the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then they had another one called uh, Teaching Tube yeah, okay. which is also very, 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 very impressive yeah because it is uh, Basically, educational content for students, right? So you could go register, take a subscription, and you have all these course videos taught by professional teachers, right? So think about the, you know, the students in islands, right? Where they don't really have access to good teachers, like oh. mother the capital. Okay. So they are creating videos in the capital with good, good teachers and stuff. So. These students in the smaller islands could go online and then you know take basically get the same content as the
0: school in Maldives, right? Right. Okay. They don't have like, just to check though, like how is the internet access like in these small islands? Is it like internet?
1: For? Internet access is generally good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. have we have our problems as well, but generally it's good. The connectivity is there, so it's generally good. And they are partnered actually with Dirago, which is one of the telecom companies as well. Dirago has connected Maldives all across yeah. from A to Z.
0: So connectivity it, is not really. Uh, well. so So then that means like even in the rural islands when they don't have teachers, it it is easily accessible
1: actually. Yeah, it is easily accessible, I think, uh, and maybe in future something they could do is they could, rather than delivering it through internet, they could actually do it through a local network, that way it's cheaper for students, because it's an educational app, right? So I'm very impressed with it because you know you don't have to. A lot of reasons why people move into Mali, The capital is for education is one reason. The other okay. one is healthcare, right? Okay. So this is hardly
2: any service.
1: Any service, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> due to the lack of services. So through these platforms, you know, they are giving them a lot of opportunities. They don't have to come all the way to Mali to get the same content as the one who is in Mali, right?
0: Right. Okay. So, it's
1: very impressive. There are also a couple of things, new things coming up here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So guys, just a final question for pretty much each of you, like, what's your vision for, you know, the Maldivian startup ecosystem? Where do you want it to be? And do you think, do you see opportunities where, you know, you guys can partner and get some help from Sri Lanka, like a mutual beneficial partnership rather? Um,
1: yeah, so... Definitely, we, we would love to see, so Sri Lanka has always been, you know, the closest country to Moody's, like our cousins, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to describe. Yeah, yeah Sri Lanka is our cousins, a lot of Moody's are living here, as well. a lot of people come here for education as well. So, definitely Moody's and Sri Lanka could work together to develop the staff ecosystem and everything. It's, it's a very good thing and we, which, which is something we are right now looking into as well, right, even with SparkUp. And the vision, my vision for Moody's is, like I said earlier, Moody's has a lot of talent, right. But Modius who is Moldis? So what is Modius, right? People does not know. I mean where is Mordivian talent? So my vision for Modi's is to actually show the world what Modi's talent is, what, what we could do in terms of so so my biggest, you know, dream would be to see a an app, I mean featured on some place like Mashable or TechCrunch. actually. Oh, okay. What about you,
0: Yami?
2: Uh, so my to be honest, um, my country has uh, 300,000 people, so Sri Lanka has 20 million, so we need to collaborate and see how startups can survive. Like, if, if you have uh, a good uh, startup coming out from all this, I see more potential for the startup to actually start operating for a country with 20 million people to get to survive. So I see a lot of partnerships that can happen, maybe a lot of good ideas which can be invested like, in Sri Lanka, and also an opportunity for, for me. Maldives is a good ground for anything to be piloted, because even if you fail, you can actually uh, the risk is actually lower. So if okay. it's, if it's a good success in the Maldives, you can actually take that up to a country like Sri Lanka and then see where that can go from there. So for me, uh, I see a lot of partnerships that can happen between Sri Lanka and Maldives, and like you said. Uh, I like to be a good cousin with Sri Lankan, <laughs> maybe your favorite cousin and hopefully... You know, yeah, we're right
0: next door, I think we already yeah, are. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's, uh, and we also look alike, anyway, so yeah. Okay yeah. To Sri look Sri Lankan, for My vision for Maldives is I would like to see people oh, yeah. to change their whole mindset about how they do business, uh, what they think about failure. For, uh, one of the things I realized is that people are so afraid to fail in the Maldives, and so I'd really like to see the mindset change. Uh, let them think about stuff in a more entrepreneurial way rather than more of a social way. And also, I would like to see companies to actually start realizing this, uh, to actually accommodate the whole economy towards the startup model, like to actually accommodate start helping like all these key players and startup enablers to actually become more accommodating towards our startup ecosystem. And yeah, all companies also work with us to
3: actually do that. Nice. What about you, yeah. Ian? I would like to see the... Uh, this, uh, as Ashari said, we have like a huge talent pool, actually, especially in the tech industry. I'd like to see them playing a key role in our economy. Maybe the investors and business can utilize them to bring more startups out of Mordis. and of course, Sri Lanka has a huge population compared to modis modis can play as a testing ground, and we can we can bring the, our startups here and use the population here. So, I think the Sri Lankan modest can play, uh, like, if they say, the like, cousin's role in, in this. <laughs> it's official, where your cousin's now. It's established. It's established. <laughs> <laughs> it's established. <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> a big <laughs> apartment <laughs> to like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think. It's
0: yeah.
2: a good business relationship good business. between both of us. Yeah. Really yeah. Look
0: nice. Yeah. So guys thank you so much for joining us on this episode so if anybody has any questions for you know uh, Hares, Yamin and Inad about the Maldivian startup ecosystem do drop a comment below and we'll get back to them I'm sure you can answer the few questions right Yeah
1: you can All right,
0: All right. and with that that's a wrap see you next week